0: Entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard, and now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help you not just survive, but thrive. And it can happen as simply with thinking with the end in mind. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guide your growth, and plans for your future exit. Because a business worth selling is also a business worth owning. And I want to share strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have something to share with my listeners. I put together an insightful Think Outside the Box masterclass. This 15-minute training has been specifically designed to help you learn how to get your business sale ready. Even if you aren't thinking of selling it, why now? Join me and find out all the benefits that come with having a sale ready business. Register for free at scale, the number two, sell.biz. All right, I'm excited to have my guest and new friend with me today, Julie DeLuca Collins. She's the founder and CEO of Go Confidently Services and the host of the popular Casa de Confidence podcast. As a business and life strategist and coach, Julie helps women business owners launch and grow their businesses get clients, be productive, and achieve their dreams. Julie helps her clients create simple habits to achieve goals and change lives. Julie is also the best-selling author author of a newly released book, book, uh, Confident You, The Simple Habits to Live the Life You've Imagined. Julie is a sought-after public speaker and trainer and a course creator. She is a certified CBT and holistic coach. This past summer, she was honored to complete her certification as Tiny Habits Coach under Dr. B.J. Fogg and the founder of Behavioral Lab at Stanford University and the author of the book, Tiny Habits. Welcome, Julie. I'm so glad to have you on the show today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor and pleasure to be on your podcast. I love anything talking business growth, strategic planning,
0: and just making sure that we have the right tools to grow. Love it. Love it. Me too. You know, it's, it's such, I have found after releasing so many podcasts, I found some amazing experts that just come on and add great value to the listener. And you're another one. We're talking right now about mid-year and Mm. you and I both do planning and helping our clients and everything. And so with it being the middle of the year, my goodness, we're in 2022, halfway through, I thought it'd be really important to come on and talk about like reevaluating and checking in and making sure our mid-year growth is on target. So Julie, how did you get into this kind of space of helping customers grow their business and and getting on plan? This is such a great question.
1: So I I have to tell you that I I did it in the roundabout way. I started my career as a teacher, and then I evolved going into the education industry and I worked for... uh, Fortune 500 educational company out of New Jersey, and it had a very interesting model. It was not only um busy conducting services to parent pay, to it in the parent pay market, but it also had a franchise model. Mm. Um And as I grew through the ranks of the organization and I made it from middle management to upper management to the executive team, I found that. Numbers and planning was very vital to the organization. Not only did you have to have a strategic plan for the overall uh, company, but then all of our individual stores, quote unquote, were small businesses owned by individuals in most cases and it was very important to be able to provide them with the tips and tools that it took to do the work to grow you know business growth is not magical it's mathematical and really being able to have a plan is so key to be able to um, bring the type of income that you want and when you're bringing income as well it is very important to understand that not all that income is going to be a profit so numbers planning understanding what to plan for uh, it's one of the things that gets you to move ahead and as I grew in, in this organization I was then recruited to another organization where my last role with them was chief innovation officer and I oversaw our contracting and also our operations so I wore both hats and that's how I was able to gain more experience in running a company now through the pandemic I was laid off and I um, it was okay because i had been thinking of going out on my own and really supporting other entrepreneurs i have found that many women have a dream have a desire to start their own business but it just seems like a very daunting task and i was lucky enough to be able to have the skills to help other organizations grow and now i wanted to help other women Um, Have the confidence that it takes to live the type of life that they imagine But somehow they've been afraid to do so because they don't know what should come first second or third or what? Should they be using to grow and start their business? So now that's what I do and I love it It is um, something that I feel not only um, I enjoy I am good at but most importantly I get to see the fruits of the support that I provide for my clients and them in turn making an impact on the lives of other people.
0: Wow. Yeah. You know, it's so wonderful. Um, COVID was a nasty time, you know, it's going Mm -hmm. on. I think we're in our third year of going here, but, but in reality, there's been a lot of silver linings for folks that Mm -hmm. were able to, you know, life, you know, COVID forced them to, to take that new path like yourself, which is which is really exciting. So, all right, we talked about, um, or you talked about how the impact of, you know, the numbers and so on on your plan. Let's take a step back and kind Mm -hmm. of structure, big picture, what that plan engulfs, right? And what we should maybe be looking at right now in mid-year.
1: Well, one of the biggest things that you need to be looking at in mid-year is pulling back, a little bit of an assessment that you hopefully did at the beginning of the year. Because if you were going to create a plan for the year, and if maybe you didn't do so at the beginning of the year, it's very important to see where you are. Analyze what are your biggest sources of income, cash flow, clients, leads, because all of these things in your business are the lifeline and if you understand where they were coming from last year and what efforts generated all of these leads and income clients it's relationships for that matter then you're going to be able to allocate the right amount of time to the activities that yielded the most return for for your efforts um, the first thing that we do with my clients at the beginning of the year is I host uh, the Confident G-U-CEO you retreat. And that's the first thing that we do is we really analyze that. Second of all, you have to really have a clear understanding of what is it that you want to make in your business? I think that a lot of entrepreneurs believe, well, I want to make $100,000. But the reality is that and between they're starting expenses, at <laughs> And they're starting at 10, right. But, but between expenses, taxes, Uh, overhead there that's not what you're going to take home if you are expecting that you're going to make a hundred thousand because that's what it takes to live to cover your own personal life then your business is not going to be sustainable so you have to really be able to take a look back first also understand and be very clear as to what is it that you are looking to have as an income to not only cover the expenses of your life but also maybe the the dreams that you want maybe you want to travel more maybe you want to save for your child's college so all of that is going to be very important to be very clear so that it can then help drive the things that you are going to need to um, have as far as um, bringing in the income that you need to cover those expenses. So that's the first step that I would, I would uh, recommend for people to do.
0: So, so um, one of the things that, that I do with my clients is also look at the numbers like that, but Uh you know, when it seems like the most simple plans only look at the numbers and say, okay, well, I need to have, I need to make a million dollars or I need to make Uh a hundred thousand or I need to make whatever. And then they try and reverse engineer that. Do you also come in and look at the big picture of what the business would look like um, or need to look like in order to support those goals? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you
1: know, this is um, something that a lot of people don't realize. That, for instance, if you are looking to have a certain amount of income per month, um, and let's say, you know, you're selling widgets at $10 and you wanted to make $100, you're going to have to sell 100 widgets. But the other number that you need to take a look at is How many people do you need to tell about the widgets that are going to make that decision? There is a process and there is something that we call the customer journey. And and not every customer is going to be at the same level or at the same part of their journey. So it's very important that your activities from day to day include the types of things that are going to reach your customer at the attraction phase. That's when they first get to know you and figure out like, oh, who is this widget maker? And -hmm. then you move into the second step which is your um nurturing of these customers or engagement your third and you can flip-flop both of those you can engage them and nurture or nurture and engage and then you get into the sales part so for instance for someone that wants to make you know 100 sales or 10 sales you have to really be able to talk to a lot more people and your activities every day are going to be very important so how you then turn this into your plan and you start to assess if you haven't been hitting your goal of selling a hundred widgets, right? Then that means that maybe you're not getting in front of people. Maybe you're not nurturing the people Mm. in, in the amount of time that you should or can, um, or you're not bringing enough people into your sales, uh, conversations and you're not making the ask, or even if you are making the ask, what is your conversion rate? So it's very important mm-hmm. to take a look at that because the, all of these things will drive how you're spending your time day in and day out. Because as entrepreneurs, we suffer from that attention deficit of, oh, shiny. And, and <laughs> oh, shiny.
0: Right. I love that.
1: Right. And you can start to then spend time on things that maybe are not necessarily moving you forward, putting your, um, efforts into speaking the right customers or finding the the places where people are going to say hey come bring your widgets over right so that's going to be very important and analyzing where again last year where your biggest sales or your sources of referrals came from is going to be able to then guide you to the type of activities then it's what we call the income producing activities that you're going to Uh, incorporate into your daily life. And that's how you start to evaluate and then plan out for the rest of the
0: year. I love it. I love it. I love how you put everything into what happened last year, what goals you set in January. And then now we're in June and you're going, well, have I met those? Am I close to those? And it's all about the numbers. Mm -hmm. So it's not the financial (laughs) numbers of your accounting software and your, you know, profitability stretches Mm -hmm. and your, you know, cash basis and, and, and all those things, but it's the activity numbers Mm -hmm. that drive everything that you're doing. And I love the way that you're putting it into a very simple form to be able to help people to recognize, right? Yeah, for sure. There may be a change.
1: Yeah, and and don't take me wrong, I think that being able to understand what your cash flow is, and especially yeah. now as entrepreneurs, we are in a recession. Cash flow is important, being able to understand when is your money coming in and really analyzing, hey, maybe my cash flow is not what it is to be what it needs to be or maybe i need to cut back on my operating expenses because Mm -hmm. where do i need to trim a little bit if my cash flow is not coming in i think that those things are very key but your day in and day out activity is really what is going to drive what is happening for your business i tell my clients If they they tell me you know I don't have any clients i'm not doing this, I can go back and I can say show me what you did for the last three months and their calendar has a direct correlation to what is the income coming into their business.
0: Exactly.
1: it's very important that you understand that concept for sure.
0: So I like that. Um, A lot of people can't go back because they didn't Mm -hmm. have any systems or processes to document what they're doing. They didn't have someone um, asking them to show it. So they just kind of haphazardly ran through their month and hoped, which is a horrible plan, hoped that they'd have more clients at the end. Mm -hmm. But I love that you're talking about systems. So let's let's go through a typical month in the Mm -hmm. form of a system. And maybe folks that haven't done it for the first six months can start doing it going forward to make sure that when uh, September comes around, they can look back at the third quarter and go, oh, this is what I did, or this is what I didn't do
1: yeah okay so i'm going to give you a very simple plan and this is something that helped me as an entrepreneur that could find herself a little distracted first and foremost goals are great but really being able to understand what your priorities and your values are is also the other thing that is going to drive your calendar, because maybe you didn't have a system, but the best way to start to create a system and driving it by your calendar is to understand that, you know, if you, like you said, hope is not a system. It is not, <laughs> uh, it's not a, a, a process, but if you're hoping to talk to people um, and then your priority is You have a priority that is maybe creating visional branding for your business. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's where you're prioritizing in your time, and you're not calendaring the uh, the things that you should be working on. Then you're going to be at odds. So it's very Mm -hmm. important to sit down and say, what is it that it's important to me? Why is it important? And create that that uh, framework. The other thing as well that I see with a lot of entrepreneurs is they say, you know what, my business is number one. But when it comes to actually um, making the commitment to make an extra call or maybe, you know, taking on a a speaking engagement or or collaborating with someone, they're not doing it because they haven't prioritized that over something else. The reality is that when you say yes to one thing, you have to be very clear that it's going to be a no to something else. So Mm. if your priority is your business, that means that there's got to be something else that you're going to have to say no for right now into until you can learn to automate delegate. But it's very important that you understand that because then your time and how you're spending your days is going to be very key for my business. There's activities that um, have a higher value in my day than others. And I think that when people understand that, then you understand that, okay, now I learned what my values are. Now I understand that I need to prioritize. So if I value bringing in more clients, perhaps I am not going to be able to, um, you know, go for that networking meeting because I need to talk to someone who's actually in front of me today. And that's a client that someone introduced and typically that's a referral and the person that's referring is where a lot of my clients come in for so you have to start making those allocations and then create the activities that are going to drive that income to come in and you start to uh, set aside time because as entrepreneurs there are things that only us can do and there's things that are very um minutia like and if you don't Mm -hmm. have anyone to delegate yes you're going to have to do those and by no means am I saying forget doing the, the accounting or tracking because you have to do that, right? But schedule it. Make mm-hmm. non-negotiable for yourself. Um, I do something in my business in which on Mondays is my admin day. I typically don't take any client calls and I typically don't do sales calls. I may do some networking, but overall, that's the day in which I catch up with a lot of admin mm-hmm. that needs to be done. Fridays is my financial day. So that's <laughs> when I track what money's come in, what money hasn't come in. I go through the billing, I input my expenses, et cetera. Um, so there's all that non-negotiable. And then my clients, servicing my clients, making sure that they're happy, making sure that they are getting what they want is a, my next priority. And those that gets calendar in, that's non-negotiable time. And then the remaining time is the time in which I'm in a podcast, like I am here, Or maybe I am creating content, which we can get really caught up in and may not necessarily be the best priority, but it is necessary as well. But it's important that you understand how you're spending your time. So, you know, if you are not sure what your system is, just very
0: curiously without beating yourself up,
1: take a look at what you're spending your time in, in a week, you would be surprised.
0: And and having those priorities are are super important to say, okay, um, yes, rabbit holes, squirrels, shiny objects, (laughs) we all get dragged into that. um, But focusing on really, truly um, moving your plan forward. I think that that's something that that I know that a lot of business owners face is that they write something in January and they they plot it all out. Oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to have this, and I'm going to put that in play. And then they forget about it and Mm -hmm. then they go about just chugging through business of reacting and and chasing clients and putting out fires that they forget about the plan that they were supposed to be on to achieve and that's why this call is so important is to Mm -hmm. come back and say hey let's pull you back in let's look at the plan that we uh, put out let's prioritize the pieces that we wanted to achieve and review what we're doing to see if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, right? Mm -hmm. Which is very simple way of time management, like you've been talking about to really prioritize those things coming in. So we all know, we all know that, you know, you set something and if you get off of it, think about diet, right? You know, Mm -hmm. oh, I have my cheat days or, or I got off my diet and now what's the next thing to do? It's get back on it, right? Mm -hmm. So if you haven't, if you've fallen away from your plan and it's mid-year and you're now facing the reality that you've fallen off of it, it's time to get back on it, right? Right, absolutely. And start moving towards those goals. People,
1: um, and I think that with diet is such a great example, (laughs) but I think that this definitely applies to what we are doing with our business. It doesn't matter. The past is something we have no control over. The past shouldn't be something that we beat ourselves up over. My mentor talks about the past being our teacher. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's exactly what we need to take a look at. You need to go in from a very neutral place and say, what did I spend my time in? What was I working on? Did Mm -hmm. I get the results that I wanted to? Because maybe you did have a goal for the year. You wanted to make $500,000 or a million dollars, whatever it is, and you broke that down into smaller manageable steps what's important is for you to also remind yourself of that goal because if you looked at it on january 1st and today we are in may and i know that this is releasing in middle of june um and you didn't look at that then you're not doing the type of activity daily that reminds you why you're doing that activity so, so i um one of the things that i do is i actually take a look at not only what my financial goal is for the week but I also take a look at what my financial week, uh, financial goal for the month is. And mm-hmm. I just write it and I, and I write it down. I am a big paper person, although mm-hmm. I do have the automation because it does help. But I do write it down and I look at it every single day. And when I'm maybe missing the mark, the most important thing is I don't beat myself up for what I didn't do. Mm -hmm. I think about one is what is the next best thing that I can do? And second of all, what is it that I did do right and celebrate that because you know, this is something that we teach in the tiny habits, uh, program is that your brain, you have aspirations and your brain is going to create these habits, but your brain only does that when it feels good. So if Mm. you're consistently beating yourself up for what you didn't do, your brain is not going to want to do something new, but in, right. but if, for instance, you say, wow, my goal was to sell 10 widgets and I didn't sell any, you can say, wow, but you know what? I actually spoke to people about my widgets. Right. Yeah. And, and then the next best thing that you can do is you can say tomorrow, yesterday I spoke to two tomorrow. I'm going to speak to three and mm-hmm. that, and, and again, your goals should really be driven not on the number of people that you want to buy because you can't control them. What you can control is the actions that you take to speak to the people 100%. who will make the purchase. So that's what you should be going for.
0: Love it. Love it. And I love the reference back to your tiny, tiny, um, tiny habits and and these little wins that can mm-hmm. teach you success, right? Yeah, for you know, sure. You, my mom used to say you can't eat an elephant in one bite. So start at the tail, uh-huh. right? You know, yeah. and and you got to work your way through all of your all of your goals that you have because in January you set some lofty goals. I'm going to make uh-huh. XYZ. I'm going to do this. Well, if you're not there yet, you can by you can take those little steps to start making you get there. And I love mm-hmm. that. But again, our whole story today is re-evaluating the plan yeah. that you started back in January and then looking at it to make sure you can reevaluate it and come back for the rest of the year and start achieving those goals. So I love this conversation and it's so on point that it's just looking at your, ex- your activities and making sure you're doing it. But Here's something that I think that um, might surprise other people out there listening. If you didn't create your plan, or your plan maybe wasn't as detailed or or direct as you want, or you've got some new directions to it, you can make another one mid-year. Oh, right? for sure, absolutely.
1: And that's that's the one thing that there's always an opportunity to begin again and to have a clean slate you know the 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 world allows us every morning when the sun rises to have a new opportunity to do something different to do something better and it's about who we are going to become because of the actions we're taking today um so if you haven't created a plan this is a great place to analyze. analyze let's start again yeah your expenses analyze um where you would like to be and this is something that i've noticed lately that um, a lot of people talk about i'm not bringing in the revenue that i need Mm -hmm. i'm not bringing in the revenue i want Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: have you evaluated are you spending what you need and perhaps you need to take a look at the resources that your business expenses are, you know, covering. I actually just myself and in, in looking at what I've done, um, I realized that I have a membership for something that I don't use. <laughs> and there's no reason for me to continue to pay that. And right. it doesn't, it's not something that's bringing value to my customers. It's not something mm-hmm. that I, if I used it fully 100% would be great. Even if I used it at 50%, but I haven't used it. So there's no reason mm. for me to pay for it. And I think that yeah, these are the things point. that help you be able to then, um, have the type of income that you want because your income doesn't just come in from what you are, you know, earning from the sales and, in your business, but also from running a really trim operation, because mm. as entrepreneurs, again, there's so many opportunities and, oh, I need this. I want that. But do you really? And for the most part, yeah, does it move the needle forward? And ultimately, if it's something that you're not using, if it's something that there's a subscription or maybe you can change the plan for your Internet, maybe you can negotiate better rate and rent for your if you're in a brick and mortar space. So really evaluate at those expenses and make sure are they justified because that's going to be very important. Important in running your business and evaluating and creating the type of plan that is going to allow you to move forward as you continue through this year.
0: Love it. Love it. So many great ideas. Trim the costs, um, you know, the, the expenses to run your business. Look at more activities that will be more direct in promoting the numbers that you're looking for. You know, um, I think that one, one piece that we might be missing is is coming up with innovation and new ideas. Like you had yeah. mentioned, you were an innovation expert prior. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So the other thing, too, is you're evaluating what you are doing and where you want to be. It is very important to understand what your market is looking for. And this is where the innovation comes in. Innovation is understanding. And if if you don't have a clear understanding of who you serve, and what they need, then you are not going to be very forward in growing your income and, and your influence. Our clients, you know, for instance, if you've been surfacing the same client and you're finding that there is something that it's not clicking anymore, is basically because our clients evolve. If you are not solving a pain point, if you are not giving them pleasure and they don't value what you offer, then you need to find different ways. And there's ways to innovate. Maybe you can um, collaborate with somebody else that's in your same space, but that has something that, or or that is attracting your same customer and does something different than you do. Because Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, if they can get the same thing from you and then they get the bonus from somebody else, then this is something that is great. Um, that's one way that you can innovate. You can also look at what are different things that maybe you can expand upon what you're doing. Take in, for instance, for my business, I have found that a lot of my clients really love receiving their coaching from me really love either the one-to-one, I really love the group coaching, but what I was finding is that they're making progress, but I certainly would like to see them um, find more progress. So this is when I started to ask them, what are you struggling? What is the difficulty? Where are you uh, finding that you need more support? And as I started to see the answers come in, I realized that, oh, wait a minute, here's an opportunity. For a lot of my clients, I teach them how to create a marketing plan, I teach them how to implement it, how to show up in the social media platform that makes the most sense for them. But what happens is that the actual implementation is where they get stuck.
0: Sometimes Mm -hmm. they
1: don't do it. And if mm-hmm. you're not doing it, it doesn't matter if you have a marketing plan in place, but if it's not done, it doesn't help you. Or maybe they know that they need to send an email weekly, but they're not creating that content calendar for the month, or they're not aligning it to their sales or, or, or marketing plan. So what we started to do is just evaluate how we can support them in that, in that way, and now we are offering that as an add-on to their service. So in addition to working with me, I innovated and created um, a little a la carte menu that my clients can choose from. So why won't they love working with me? Not only are they getting my support as a coach, but now they have a place where they could just say, Hey, um, they understand what I'm trying to do because my coach is helping me and they get my messaging and Mm. now they're helping me put out all that other stuff. So that's a great way to innovate. Ask your clients what they want and that will drive your innovation.
0: Well said, well said. All right, Julie, this has been a wealth of information that you've shared with us from planning and looking at your numbers to driving the activities to innovating. This has been a wonderful topic. Where can listeners find out more about you?
1: Absolutely. Well, I live on my website, uh, goconfidentlycoaching.com and any of your clients who are interested, there's actually several tools there that they can take advantage of. One, I have my list of all of the tools and information and uh, websites that can help them run their business more successfully. And some of these tools are free. And I encourage you to take advantage because if you need something, I can guarantee you that there is something out there. Um, So I've I've compiled and curated a list that I feel not only that I wish I had when I started my business, (laughs) but that I have seen other people utilize. And that has been very helpful. And I also have on GoConfidentlyCoaching.com, you can also download a planning sheet that will help you plan out the rest of the year.
0: Love it. That's great. And exactly what we need to reevaluate the first half of the year and make the second half of the year super powerful. Julie, thanks so much.
1: Thank you so much for having
0: me. (laughs) Yeah. I hope you found a couple of ideas that you can put into your business that will make it more profitable. And I know just looking at what you've done so far, comparing for the past years and planning out the second half of the year is super important to help you reach those goals. And don't forget, now more than ever, it's important to build your business like you want to sell it. Don't forget to register for my new free 15-minute training on how to get your business sale ready, even if you aren't thinking of selling yet. Why? There are tons of benefits to having a sale-ready business like more freedom, more money, and an easier-to-run business. Go register for free at scale2sell.biz. You don't want to miss this class. And as always, uh, Julie and I would love to hear your questions, feedback. Give us some, uh, give us your 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 tips or your successes from the first half of the year, or things that maybe you're going to change for the second half of the year. We'd love to do it, and we'll comment um, back on your comments. And don't forget to subscribe for today's podcast. And as always, you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Julie.
1: Thank you so much. And don't forget, go confidently in the direction of your dreams, everyone.
0: Mm, Perfect.